Welcome to the Survival Guide for Orthodontists, the podcast that makes you the authority in orthodontics in your community. Get ready for insights on how to compete on expertise and trust against mail order in retail orthodontics. It's not always about the lowest fees. And now, from the People in Practice team, your hosts, Dr. Leon Klempner and Amy Epstein. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Amy Epstein, co-founder and head of client services for People in Practice. I'm joined by my partner and my dad, retired orthodontist Leon Klempner. Most importantly, my dad and I hope your family and your friends are safe and healthy. We're doing our best here, right, Dad? Uh, we sure are, Amy. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about what's going on over here. Amy and her husband, John, and my two granddaughters, Maya and Kayla, have all come out with my other daughter, Jody, and her husband, Jared, and their newborn grandson. He's, I think, eight weeks now? He'll be 12 weeks soon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just as I said. Um, so they're out here from the city, and uh, they're with us in our Long Island home where the kids have a little space to run around. So uh, while we love spending time with them all, uh, my wife and I do find it uh, very interesting. And since it's only a 30-minute podcast, <laughs> I will spare you the details. Um, on the business side, though, I'm happy to report that we are busy helping our ortho clients work through their uh, implementation plans to get back to the new normal, uh, which brings me to today's podcast. Today, I am a very fortunate guy. I am surrounded by Amy's. <laughs> yes, our special guest today is also an Amy, Amy Demas, president of Communicating Excellence. Amy brings a unique combination of orthodontic practice management experience, career business success, leadership, and creative thinking to the challenges of maximizing effective communication for orthodontic teams. She's an international speaker, as well as the author of Communicate Excellence, the first book designed specifically for the communication skills of the administrative team. As the practice manager for her husband's orthodontic practice, Amy developed and implemented streamlined protocols to optimize the productivity of the office and design training and follow-up guidelines for each admin role. She brings a wealth of leadership experience, creativity, and critical thinking skills to the challenges of orthodontic staff development. A little background, Amy attended the U.S. Military Academy at West Point and went on to receive a B.S. in mechanical engineering from the University of Missouri Rolla and her MBA from the University of Phoenix. She's also active in Toastmasters and holds their highest certification of Distinguished Toastmaster. That's actually very, very cool. In her spare time, she and her husband, Don Demas, enjoy travel, time with their five grown children and their families, and attending professional education courses. By the way, Amy is also an avid Peloton cyclist. Many of us are doing that now because we're all inside, Amy, so that's mm -hmm. cool. Amy, welcome to the Survival Guide for Orthodontist podcast. We are absolutely delighted to have you here today. Oh, goodness. Thank you for inviting me. I really appreciate it. So, Amy, when I was in practice, the, the TC was kind of like the, the big deal because he or she would be the one that would be 
closing the case and basically putting production on the books and bringing in the money. Mm. So tell me, uh, why is it so important to provide uh, specialized additional communication training and coaching to the rest of the team, particularly the front office? Isn't the TC the most important one? Well, they are all important, Leon. I really appreciate you asking that. But there's one thing we need to consider. That treatment coordinator, that TC, if you were to look across the entire amount of patient interactions they have, in a day, they may be only talking to mm, less than 10% of the entire patient appointments for the day. But that front desk scheduling coordinator is actually talking to two to four hundred percent of the amount of patients scheduled for the day as they greet them, as they exit them, as they make appointments, as they answer phone calls. So they are really shaping the impression and the experience that those responsible parties and patients are having with the practice. And so they need to be empowered. Hmm. When I was thinking about my practice, when we work through our workflow, um, the the scheduling coordinator would basically just kind of take the information. So there's more than that, right? They they they. It's not just a a, a collection of just uh, names and and phone numbers and scheduling the appointment. Is that right? You are absolutely correct. They they are that first point of contact. So shaping that first impression. And now, even in this post-COVID world, they're also managing patient flow with, I hear people talking about texts in and out. And so we are really funneling so much communication through them. And we've got to be careful to not overload them so that they provide a less than ideal experience for our patients and their family members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, on that same note, you know, obviously, all of our orthodontic listeners are facing, uh, you know, unprecedented challenges doesn't even, you know, that doesn't even go, that doesn't even <laughs> help to explain what's going on right now. Um, you know, many of their current patients are concerned about lots of things, but as they get back into the office, obviously, safety is top of mind. Uh, you know, in this whole COVID situation, can you offer some tips on on how they can deal with communicating safety to patients and families as we get back into the office? Sure. So one of the things that I really want everybody to do, because we're going to probably have more individuals calling out, greeting people and otherwise. So I want us to um, bring into account a study result that actually was just put out um, by the, the Journal of Marketing. And they talked about when we have a service failure, instead of apologizing, I want us to make sure we're expressing appreciation to everybody who touches the office. Thank you for your patience as we get back to do our new normal. Express that up front because the study results show that once we do that, it helps build the self-esteem of that person and they are more likely to recommend. They are also more likely to continue business with you and their satisfaction is improved. And I would our shutdown is really a recovery failure, even though it wasn't our fault. So I want you all making sure that you express appreciation in the first part of your communication and as you start doing those comforting words and verbalizing with your customers. 
That makes a lot of sense. It also, you know, it seems to me that kind of leveling with people and empathizing and kind of like we're in the same boat isn't this crazy type of thing goes a long way toward, you know, just touching base on the relationship itself. I imagine that that's helpful as well. It, it sure is. And and the study results I actually talked to in one of my blog posts. So uh, jump right into my blog and you can see more about those details. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Oh, perfect. Uh, and at the end of the podcast, we'll make sure we get all that information in so that uh, our listeners know how to access that information. I really sure. appreciate that. Mm-hmm. So, Amy, um, it's a tradition on on the podcast. Hold on. Wait a minute. Oh, I'm getting a call. Oh, we have a caller that uh, wants to ask a question. I'm just kidding. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. Now it's really pre-recorded, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's tradition that we, we, we have... Uh, a question that comes from our listeners, and we do have one from Dr. McCormick, who's kind enough to call in. Uh, she's an orthodontist in Pennsylvania. So, Amy, if you don't mind, we're going to uh, play her question, and if you could uh, respond to her directly, we'd appreciate it. Mm-hmm. In the past, I've heard you mention that you listen to over 10,000 calls a year. What surprises have you heard, both positive as well as places of improvement hmm. so i love that question dr mccormick and the positive things that i hear is as as i have with clients work on the steps of improvement that we guide them through coaching and you hear you can hear that confidence start to be brought through you hear these individuals who were mousy in the way they offered appointments now are guiding. And so those are the great things that I get to hear and witness. Places of improvement, it's been interesting. I've heard everything from a scheduling coordinator slam the phone down on somebody that they got upset with, which is runs aghast. Or I've heard us put people on hold for 10, 11 minutes and come back on the phone and say, oh, I'm sorry, I went to the bathroom and forgot about you. <laughs> so it's a, it can be a, a broad spectrum of what we hear. And if you heard what I heard, uh, you would want to make sure that you're providing some some coaching and feedback for your front desk individuals. Yeah, I'm sure that you you hear lots of things that you're <laughs> that you're surprised about that the doctors probably don't you know would never imagine would be communicated to patients, but that you know sort of stream of consciousness comes out sometimes and uh, needs to be guided, <laughs> as you said. <laughs> So, um, you know, what, let me ask you this, Amy, during during what's going on right now, the COVID crisis, um, there's a lot of there are a lot of resources out there, webinars, Facebook live events, uh, even a virtual AAO convention. Um, couldn't orthodontists and their staff just watch these webinars or, or read books to better learn communication techniques. Um, t- you know, tell me about coaching and the, and the value that coaching um, adds. Oh, thank you. So one of the things that I find is just like there are thousands of diet books out there until we have the accountability and the feedback loop, a lot of things don't change. Uh, So I will actually do either on-site or remote training with an office and everyone will nod their heads through the training. A lot of this is not rocket science and a lot of it is common knowledge of what we should do in our communication. But in real life, we don't do it. And the coaching provides that feedback loop. It it really serves as a mirror 
back to those individuals so that they hear for themselves what they actually sound like. And the reason it's so important is, I don't know if you've heard of the Dunning-Kruger effect, and it's, it's why when we ask and do surveys of American drivers, 88% say that they're better than half of the population. Well, that's a mathematical impossibility. <laughs> and so a lot of times we don't know how to evaluate ourselves. And it's that self-evaluation that provides us to have um, a, a wrong perception of ourselves. And the recordings and the coaching feedback loop dispel all myths that are going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I imagine, too, that having the third party uh, you, mm-hmm. know, you mentioned accountability, but having someone to whom you're accountable to, I mean, you can say, watch this webinar and, and you know, please take note of all the things in here. But um, if you're following back up with them, there is some degree of, you know, accountability to a human, <laughs> someone who's taking their time to coach that, you know, I feel like most people would take on board and, and really try to internalize what they're being taught by this person so that they don't let them down. And there, I think there's a lot to be said about you know, the human interaction and how that that helps for people to take things on board. It, it sure does. And it's very helpful, as you were alluding to, having that third party who's not in mm. the office that mm-hmm. provides that level of trust. Because I do mm-hmm. these through Zoom and we are eyeball to eyeball, but yet I am not caught up in the emotion of the practice. Mm-hmm. So there are times when I'm having to provide feedback that is, whew, not as easy, but then I, I've i been known to nearly jump up and down on my desk when I hear them finally nail it. And we have a little hoopla party a lot of times when we finally nail it. And so I, I really create that bond of trust, which helps foster that change as we're moving along. That's great. Yeah, that sounds good. And, and so specifically, Amy, um, let's say, you know, one of our, our listeners wanted to improve their communication um, and you and, and hired you to work with them. Tell us a little bit how exactly it works. Do you, you physically mm-hmm. come to the office? Do you record their calls and then you know touch base with them on Zoom? Do you speak with the doctor, with the staff? Just kind of give us a, a thumbnail overview. Sure. So what I do is I do an initial training. And and I say that is filling your toolbox with tools. I provide it either remote or on site. If we do it remotely, it is better for a smaller number of team members, maybe for the admin team only, as we rapidly go through those tools that most of them are familiar with. But my on site variation is a full day of training designed for the entire team, has team building exercises, as well as items that are appropriate for anybody in the office. That's phase one. Phase two moves into that coaching. I work with those front desk team members or other admin team members on their phone skills, and it is by them having their phone calls recorded. If you have voice over IP, it's usually a matter of asking for extra licensing put onto your phones. If you have digital phones, you they many times have third-party applications to provide that. But anyway, I then listen to an hour's worth of phone calls for each and every individual, for each and every coaching session. And we go through five coaching sessions with a very systematic plan of these certain skills that we are working on. They, they are the critical ones from new patient calls to how we answer and close calls to how we set appointments 
to how we handle upset callers. After each session, which is a 30-minute Zoom session with each individual, I then send notes with the recording clips, not only to the individual, but the doctor gets every one of them. So complete transparency. That's phase two. Phase three, which I move on to, is uh, six additional months and once a quarter. So at month six and month nine, I check back in. It's like taking the training wheels off a bike and say, how are you going to do? What's going to happen when I'm not checking in with you every two or three weeks? And what happens when you go through a stress cycle, such as coming back from COVID-19 and having to reschedule so many people? How is that impacting performance? Because stress impacts performance. And I would rather us do a gentle reminder and stabilize as opposed to let it degradate to a point where you feel like you're starting all over again. And Mm -hmm. the nice thing is, should you have a new hire? They simply pick up at phase two at their coaching because they're already hearing other individuals doing this correctly. So it's an easy way to onboard any new individuals onto your team. So it's a three-phase approach. Mm. You know, um, I never had the opportunity to work with you. Um, So I never had, you know, and and the technology might not have been there for to be Mm. able to listen to how my staff was dealing with various patient interactions, but I would overhear it periodically. And, you know, nine out of 10 times, I was very happy with how they were responding. But, you know, as you were talking, I was, there's one story that comes to mind that I remember where, you know, we had a a relatively new hire. It was working at the front desk and I think was very overwhelmed with, with, you know, the activity of an orthodontic office. And I remember her on the phone one day, I was walking by, and I overheard her tell a new patient that was calling that, oh, our practice is, is really busy right now. We don't have any time for any new patients. And hung up the phone. And <laughs> that, that's a true story. Um, so, you know, I'm sure that listening in on, on phone calls could be uh, really revealing, huh? Yeah, it sure is. You know, one of the fascinating things as the technology has improved, as you were saying, Leon, is with these voice over IP phone systems, we get a lot more data points. And mm-hmm. one thing that I have found very interesting is as I look at the call length, we all know that there's times in our office that either it's that 3 to 5 p.m. rush hour or otherwise, that front desk team member is not only checking people in, checking people out, the phone is ringing like crazy. And so we have those times that we put people on hold because of the traffic flow. And one of the things I found interesting is When we have our call volume, if we have over 2% of our calls are over 10 minutes long, we start seeing a degradation in the customer service. Uh, One office I looked at, they had 4% of their calls were over 10 minutes long. And when I dove in and listened to every single one of them, um, over half of them were because those people had been on hold for maybe five to 10 minutes of those times. <laughs> and yet when you actually service the call, the call could have been handled in less than two minutes, but yet it right. took up 
you know, 10, 15, 20 minutes of the patient's time because they had been put on hold and been forgotten about. Mm-hmm. So that would be one metric that would be surprising is go in and look at how many calls are longer than 10 minutes and make sure that they're under 2% of the inbound call volume or you may need to have some help at the front desk. So it sounds like you collect a lot of data from the phone. There's a lot to be learned from it. One of the things that, you know, always uh, came up for me is is wondering how many phone calls, how many new patients are calling us at times when we're not answering the phone, Mm -hmm. Uh, either um, busy signals or maybe after hours. Are you finding that 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 that's that's some data that you're collecting as well? Yes, it is. And some of that is dependent on what your provider provides. There are still so many providers, so they're collecting different points. Um, but to those exact things, I had one office that was closed for lunch. And then the first hour of the morning and the first hour after lunch, were they were slammed because they were returning calls and calls were coming in. And they could flatten the curve, which we all know about that type of term now, by opening Mm. during the day. Or another office, they looked at the answered calls, and they only had somebody in on Fridays for a short period of time, and they said, yeah, look, our answered calls are so low, we really don't need anybody. But yet their data showed the missed or abandoned calls on Fridays were extraordinary. So that was a piece that was a false sense of confidence for them until they saw how many were missed or abandoned. And then therefore, because of the data points, they were able to put somebody on the desk full time on Fridays. So data is very powerful. It just depends on what you do with it. We feel the same. We say the same thing, uh, you know, talking about some different stuff, but we, we totally agree with you. Uh, Amy, thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us today. Um, what's the best way for our listeners to contact you if they need some some help? My my website is www.communicateexcellence.com or you may email me directly, amy at communicateexcellence.com. Amy, thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for asking me. It's been a pleasure being with you today. You can download other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed it, we'd appreciate it if you'd tell one of your colleagues. For more information about people in practice, you can sign up for our free marketing newsletter on our website, pplpractice.com. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to contact me directly, just shoot me an email at leon at pplpractice.com. So long for now and stay safe. Thank you for joining us on the Survival Guide for Orthodontists, where we help your practice grow within a massively disrupted industry. Subscribe to this podcast and connect with us on social media. Find us online at the survival guide for orthodontists.com.